Rallycross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Hi, welcome to this week's Canny Cross Conversations. Now, this week we have Kate Mellor with us, who is a ambassador actually for DogFit, um, and also who I have met. Well, I met Kate through Instagram, and then I have met in person. It's always very exciting when you meet people in person, isn't it? But um, I have met Kate in person, so welcome, Kate, to uh, Canny Cross Conversations. Would you like to tell everyone about you and about your dog Flash? Thank you very much for having me. Um, yes, um, I'm Kate Mellor. Um, I've been kind of crossing for just over a year now. Um, it was quite a baptism of fire in a way. I had to start from absolutely nothing. Neither me or Flash knew a thing about it. But here we are a year later. Um, I've got a couple of jobs. I work in a shop pulling a delivery, so it's quite a manual job. I also am a dog walker in my local area. So I'm quite familiar with all sort of types and breeds and traits of dogs which is quite helpful for canny cross as well i think um, and if i'm not canny crossing i'm probably going to or working i'm probably going to be found in the gym doing a bit, a bit of olympic lifting uh, and if i'm not there i might even be playing with some lego just to keep my brain ticking over yay <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> it sounds very busy and active i yeah. can't do nothing i'm not a sit still person <laughs> No, I, I think probably a lot of us canny crossers aren't either. <laughs> we like to keep busy, but uh, no, that's brilliant. And actually, um, I didn't know you were a dog walker as well, so that's um, that's something yeah. I've learned about you, Kate. Well, every day is a school day. <laughs> so, how did you get into canny cross? Oh gosh, it must have been about five years ago now. Um, I was at the time I was training for a road marathon, and I did not like it it was icky I just said I'd support my friend who was doing it um and I just vowed never to do that again but I, I would quite often find myself going off on trails and trying to avoid the road as much as possible um but whilst all this training was going on um there was a program um called me and my dog the ultimate contest and it was all about how owners and their dogs interact and can learn um about each other and how by doing activities together it increases their bond and their relationship and it just makes them a stronger team as we know um so they were doing so many little different activities and a light-hearted competition and they had paddle boarding um doggy parkour um, they had bike jaw and they also had canny cross and i just remember watching um it was the lake district they were filming this and it was raining it was boggy and it was andrew patterson and his little border terrier betty running across oh, I remember. and yeah. they were having so much fun and Andrew slipped over neither of them cared they were still laughing still having a great time and I thought that looks so much better than the road running that I'm doing right now I want to do that <laughs> and I was like my eyes just have like lit up and my dad was watching it with me and he's going you really want the dog now don't you because at the time <laughs> I didn't have a dog oh wow <laughs> Sounds familiar. We we know Lily who uh, who borrowed Pickle to to start canny crossing and now has her own dog. So uh, I think that's a, a common theme that goes along, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, because I I watched. Um, I mean, obviously I watched this program and thought it was great, and then I kind of went on YouTube to see a bit more about it. But because I 
didn't have a dog. I thought, well, it's not really a good idea, you know, to pursue this when I don't have a dog. Not realising I could have done what Lily did and borrowed a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so how did you... Were you dog walking at the time? Sorry, Louise. No, carry on. Were you dog walking at the time? No, I didn't start dog walking until about two and a half years ago. Oh, OK. So really, Canny Cross has kind of brought you more into more the, into dog, the world. dog world. Lovely. Yeah. And and so how did Flash come about? Because you you didn't, as you say, you didn't have a dog, did you? No. So I'd um, it was probably about a year later. I was just in the I was in Ghost London, North Yorkshire Moors, and out for a walk, and I saw these two lovely um, dogs just go across in front of me, and I thought, oh, those are nice collies. One of the labs, or the collies, and I had to ask the owner. I said, are these collie lab crosses? Because they they had different traits of each breed and I couldn't work it out and he said oh yeah they're you know they're really lovely dogs they work hard they're good to train and they're just great companions and I thought oh sold I'll have one <laughs> <laughs> he I didn't just... want to give you one of his <laughs> no he definitely did that he, he had a look of keep away from my dogs they're mine um, and I can completely understand why because um I, I absolutely adore my collie lab um because in my head I'd always thought oh I, call, I love collies because my sister had um one and he was well he was a grumpy old man but he was he was lovely and he, yeah. he was a mountain dog so mm. my experience with running with a dog was with blue um, my sister's dog and actually um free running him and on the fells as well on the mountains so he'd probably do about two three times the distance because he kept having to come back and check on me and like get me to hurry up a bit more um so yeah, so that was my my first experience of running with a dog. Um, but it's not quite the same as canny crossing, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, so where, so did yeah, you, so, where did you find Flash? So yeah, I started looking for Collie Labs and I looked at litters and I looked at rescue places, um, like rehoming. And there was, and this must have gone on for about a year and a half. None of the dogs I saw just really spoke to me and said, this is your dog mm -hmm. and then there was this um, litter came up in February 2020 um, and I spoke to the breeder and she she sounded great she asked all the right questions and she was quite happy with you know what I wanted to do with Flash as an active lifestyle went down I traveled four and a half hours to Wales to meet this litter of dogs and these five little pudgy black roly-poly Pups came over to me and there's one particular one with a had a green little whelping collar on and it would not leave me alone. He oh. would like go off, play with the siblings and then come back and nibble my shoelaces and then go off again and come back and for some more. And as soon as I picked him up, he was just really chilled out, really settled, quite happy to be held by me. And uh, Jackie said, oh, that's yours then. What are you calling him? I was like, um, oh, well, I hadn't actually really thought of a name. I kind of jokingly thought of oh wouldn't it be funny if I had two dogs one called Flash and one called Gordon <laughs> and <laughs> thinking oh someone might start singing the song if I yell after both of them um, <laughs> um I said oh I thought of Flash and she said right that's it and she just changed it there on the microchip form and I was like oh right okay I've wow. got a dog called Flash now <laughs> <laughs> so did you bring him back then there and then or no so my original plan had been to pick him up a few weeks later when I'd had a week off work yeah um but Boris had different ideas um oh, really? so I just brought that forwards and I ended up picking him up um and it was probably two hours before the national lockdown officially started that his little feet landed on my living room carpet wow. so wow. all my grand ideas of oh, puppy parties at the vets and 
training classes and all this socialization. I can go to train stations. I can do this. I can introduce them and it'll just be a really well-rounded dog. So when I eventually go to do Candy Cross, he won't be fussed about any kind of noises and things like that. Yeah. None of that happened. Oh, oh. Um, none of that. Uh, the only socialization I could really do with him was on my hour walk a day. And I'd just put him in a rucksack on my front and I'd go take him for a walk because at that point he wasn't fully vaccinated. And everything he saw, everything he heard, looked at everything, he just got a little reward. And we, that's how I introduced him to the world. Say, so, like, what, what an introduction to having a puppy when you're actually not expecting to be locked down, but there you are and you've just suddenly got to deal with it, haven't you? And Yeah, completely. And uh, I had to be very... Um, adaptable to to what was going on you know okay so I can't do these classes and these puppy parties and I can't just let people with other dogs meet him I've got to work around it and think of a way to to avoid him basically becoming socially anxious because I know there are a lot of dogs who are around Flash's age he's just turned two who are very socially anxious because you know they haven't really been able to experience the world when they were young in those sort of key moments of when they're a pup yeah, no, it's 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 quite scary, isn't it? So yeah, what did you do? You knew, so, I mean, I had Pickle and it wasn't until she was old enough to run that I suddenly th- I found out about Canny Cross. So I didn't have any, you know, in that first year of her life, Canny Cross wasn't something that I was looking, you know, going into. So what did you do with Flash as a puppy to ensure that, you know, Canny Cross would be easy? Yeah, so Candy Cross has been in my mind the whole time with Flash. Everything I've done in those sort of first, his first 12 months was geared towards it. So when he got to about sort of six, seven months of age, um, every walk I would just start introducing directions. So left and right, um, I thought if I do it off an obvious path, so say if I'm going to teach him a left, if I make it an obvious turn when he's walking on lead, and I say left as we go around, he'll start patterning and learning that this direction change we've made is a left and I get a reward for it. I'm going to keep doing that. Um, and it just developed. So when he was off lead and he'd be a bit ahead of me, he always likes to be ahead, which was another good sign for Canny Gross, I thought. <laughs> um, he would start making heading towards different directions of paths as well. And I'd just again say the direction and he'd look back at me and go treat for that yeah um and just kept going on with that and that must have been months and months of me doing that because you know obviously I couldn't have him pulling me in a harness he's far too young his joints weren't mature enough um but that's just how we started and as we went on I'd try and make the directions a bit more difficult or a bit less obvious so he he was understanding more and more and increasing that skill set with just with directions that's brilliant. So his commands must be spot on because you've obviously spent a lot of time. He does do a good emergency left when I've forgotten where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so how was he in terms of his socialisation, Ben? How how was it when he did get to be able to meet other dogs and people? Yeah, so I took uh, Flash to my friend's cafe. Um, she's very dog friendly. So there were quite a lot of dog owners in there who were quite happy for flash and their dog to, to mate, you know, at a reasonably sort of safe distance. So there he got used to people, he got used to dogs, he got used to more noises with like the coffee machine going off. And, you know, I'd walk him there so he'd see town. I mean, it was almost an advantage of when I 
did take him into town, it was almost deserted. So he kind of got used to these massive buildings and the smells before having all these people sort of crowding him and going, oh, look at the puppy, I want to stroke him. So he, it, it ended up being working out quite well. And of course, by that point, um, my local doggy daycare had started up um, again. So I took him along to that just for an afternoon a week and he got used to other dogs there as well. No, that, that's brilliant. And was there anything else that you did? So you socialised him, you started giving him um, the directions, you know, started to do that. Was there anything else in your back of your mind that you thought, I need to try and focus him on this for canny crossing? I knew I needed to get him over his fear of the car because I needed to travel to events. So right. there were some long hours of me just trying to gently get him into the car through his own choice. So I'll be there just chucking a tennis ball around and then trying to get him to go to the car and rewarding him for just sort of sniffing at the car. And then we just progressed it as we went along because he really didn't like it. Um, and then, of course, I've been telling my dad about can you cross in these events and you stay over because they're two days. And the more and more I found out about it, and he went, oh, well, you want the camper van then, love? And I thought, <laughs> all this time I've spent getting him used to the car and now you get another van. So by this point, he was probably about a year old, maybe. Yeah, about that. And uh, he was fine in the van. He just jumped in straight away, sat on the driver's seat, like, beep, beep, let's go. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> All that time spent. <laughs> That's but, yeah, but, um Other than that, I didn't really do anything much specific other than directions and and that. Um, it wasn't really till he was about 11 months old that I did a little bit of free running with him. So he was in yeah. his walking harness, which is a which was a Y shaped anyway, um, and it was just so I had a point of contact just to grab hold of him if I needed to. And I'd take the ball with me because that was his like favorite thing in the world. That was more important than anything, even me. So I could grab his attention and use it as a reward for running alongside me. So we just do little intervals, like twenty seconds, if that, of him running alongside. And the look on his face when I actually physically ran with him was if, as if to say this is what I've been telling you about for months if you're doing it he just looked so happy so from then we just kept doing um running along um not much because it was quite a lot for him to take in he was exhausted from that just from the concentration yeah. of this yeah. new skill you know the canny cross isn't just the physical it's it's mentally draining on the dog um yeah. which I learned when I started doing the um a couch to 5k with him as well but yeah, this is sort of around Christmas time, so he was sort of 10, 11 months old. And I'd won a Canny Cross starter kit from Dogfit. Yay! Oh, brilliant! I know, I was so happy about it. I thought, brilliant, this, this is quite literally kick-starting us into it. So, you know, I could get him used to this harness and trying to teach him the difference between that one and his walking one, um, which, he, you know, he eventually got um, over the Christmas. My vets had done a 12-day of Christmas giveaway. And uh, one of the things was a canny cross taster session with my local instructor, Lindsay, which I won as well. So I, I had <laughs> it, a taster session lined up through no cost. It was great. I was so happy. <laughs> the stars have aligned for you to get into canny cross, haven't they? That's just... Absolutely. They're still aligning. Re They're still I remember, you winning, I remember you winning that kit because you texted me and said, look what I've won. I was so happy. I was so happy because, you know, through this year when I've been researching at Canicross, I was obviously on Instagram and I'm following everyone and I must have I 
I can only apologise because I hounded so many people with questions like, why do you do like that? What's that for? What's that line? What command do you use for that? Why do you do it this differently? <laughs> well, this is what it was locked down when we started chatting on Clubhouse, wasn't it? That kind yeah. Of oh, yeah. Yeah, Clubhouse was great. Learned yeah. a lot through that as well. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we gained a lot through that. And, and, and actually, it's probably why we started the podcast, really, wasn't it? But- it was. So you started Flash on his on the start of the Dogfit starter kit. Do you still use that, or what do you use now? Um, so his harness has changed because I suddenly learned a lot more about harnesses. So his Dogfit harnesses are round neck, and that's that was fine. But as he got faster and pulled harder, um, his head goes down when he runs. That's just naturally what he does. And he would be rasping a bit because he was it was just pressing above the top of his sternum. And um, I thought that's not quite the right fit. And when I did this taster session with Lindsay, um, she noticed that his natural gait, so he's very, he's got a lovely long stride, he's very well balanced, but he tends, his favourite motion is galloping. So yeah. he needs something with a lot more of um, spine flex, spine freedom. Mm. So she suggested um, a more of an open back harness. So I use the non-stop free motion for flash. Um, yeah. I still use the belt. And I've just got a longer line now um, through with racing because his stride's so long and mine is relatively long as well. I was very worried about um, like catching the back of his feet. Well, I've got no problem with doing that with Pickle, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your first time actually canny crossing then. How was it after all that time kind of thinking about it? Was... it? Um, yeah, my first taster session, um, so Flash was about 14 months old. Um, we already had directions down. I've been able to tell Lindsay that. Um, so we were mainly just working on his focus and being ahead. And I had said, you know, I'm not sure about this going downhill thing. I love running downhill. I can tell that Flash loves running downhill, but I don't want to go down at the speed he's going at. <laughs> and I thought, how on earth do I make him go slower because so I thought oh well, a steady command would be would good and I would just go steady and he obviously thought I said ready and off he went <gasps> so it, it didn't go very well so Lindsay introduced a back command and it was it's just an absolute lifesaver I use it when I'm walking him um I went to Whitby I don't know if you've been down all the steps in Whitby <gasps> yeah I used it on that and it was perfect he just stayed behind me the whole way and I had all these people looking at me in awe because of my amazing dog training skills. Yeah, <laughs> kind of crossed those lives there. Um, but yeah, so um, something that me and Lindsay picked up on was that whilst Flashes loves being ahead and going ahead, he was very distracted. Um, he just wanted to sniff and smell because I've always encouraged Flash, you know, on walks to sniff and look at things. You know, that's it's his time, it's his walk. And he needs to now differentiate between running and work time and sniff and leisure time yeah so we uh started with an on-buy and I kind of already knew an on-buy command but I just was getting my timing wrong and by getting it wrong I was I'm talking only about half a second mm. I was half a second too late and the way Lindsay explained it was um your dog's going along and he's thinking oh that's an interesting smell I'm going to stop and smell it <laughs> and you need to be catching him on the oh that sir so he doesn't think about the smell and he just goes oh no we're running carry on um, and I was just getting the timing wrong so at which point he'd already stopped and it's all about um looking at his his body language and waiting for his head to turn his ears to change his his head to drop or um 
just maybe he sometimes he'd swing his back end in to get ready to wee on something as well because he's very much into marking things. Um, and it's all these little things that just made me much more in tune with Flash and getting to know him even more, which without doing this canny cross, I don't think I would know him as well as I do now. Yeah, yeah. You have to be so tuned into them, don't you? Like so, you say, oh, completely. watching what they're or kind of anticipating what they're going to do. Before and that's probably yeah. why I fell over this morning because I was loving being out in the fields and uh, and I was in another world. I don't think I was even looking at my dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Did a, a pickle after a squirrel. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I don't think, actually think it was Pickle's fault. So, uh, but yeah, it's always the human's fault. Of course it is. She did look at me like, "What are you doing down there?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't fallen over Flash yet. Actually, I'm waiting for that. Oh, well, you wait. You wait. I've done it a couple of times now, but it's never really. To be fair, as well, once it has been her fault, but that was my fault as well. But anyway, that's another story. So you fairly quickly got into racing oh yes that's all I wanted to do I was I was completely geared towards it. it's what I wanted to do I just had to take all those all those steps all that work to be able to do it safely and happily as well yeah so you the one the race I met you at which was uh County Cross Midlands um Marsden Lodge which yep. was very hilly and I hadn't yeah. I literally just I hadn't been well had I and I, my fitness no was and People were telling me it was a very hilly course. You won't yeah. get a PB on that. And I thought, oh, it's not that hilly, is it? Because I used to do um, Lakeland Trails races where you're going up making 1,500 metres of ascent. So that's the show. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we met there. Yeah, because that weekend I thought, I mean, I'm a very competitive person. And I thought, right, I do not want this season to be, be about me trying to get my best time. This season is about me and Flash learning together understanding what racing is, getting a feel for it, working out our routines. You know, we've never gone to one of these race weekends where you're in your van and with all the dogs around and what, you know, what time do I take him for a wee or when do we have breakfast or what time is this happening and how long do I have, what do I do in an evening? All that I needed to learn. The racing was actually coming down at the bottom of the list, you know, times yeah. and things that actually didn't matter so with that already in my head, that was my plan. It meant I wasn't too worried about the races, but I still I still made myself do the 5K on the first day and the 3K on the second day just to stop me from qualifying for like points on um, for that weekend for, for prizes. I just didn't want to get too competitive and go so, for it and, and potentially risk flash. Yeah, well, I was going to say until you saw me in front of you when I was running on the second day with a different dog that likes to, that's not a canny cross dog, it's Pickle's brother. And although he canny crosses, he's not, he's not like Pickle at all. <laughs> and I just, I just remember after I started, I heard Kate coming past me, passing you. <laughs> it was a very clear command, to be fair. It was very good. <laughs> oh, it's very clear to you. <laughs> yeah, that was the 5K on that first day. I knocked a minute off our pb wow. <laughs> oh crikey so I thought, oh my estimation for the 3k for the for tomorrow is very wrong <laughs> and, it's, and it's interesting isn't it because although not everyone does canny cross for racing i you know i michelle doesn't race do you michelle i don't know we just do it for fun literally to to go out and racing's fun 
Yeah, I know. But, but, but as you were saying, the thing that puts me off is all that, you know, the travelling to it, the messing about, the being away, the having to wait around. I hate hanging around at the start of races anyway. Yeah. So I think... I think Poppy will probably, yeah, we, we will try one at some point, but yeah. I think, I mean, I know I'm really lucky because Canicross Midlands do a fantastic, and the furthest I travel is probably an hour and a half. Oh, that's so, brilliant. And you get your start time. You travel about three hours every time to yeah, go to them, but so, it's so worth it. It's yeah. so worth it. Yeah, and it is, and it is really good fun, but everyone has their, their thing, doesn't they? That whether, you know, we had Mel on a couple of weeks ago who loves to wrap to yeah. um, to race as well she's up in scotland so kate i think you've probably done a similar race um nat who who was on last week uh, likes to just run every yeah, day with yeah. Her dog. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah fair enough yeah so everyone's everyone, very different, everyone and I just, different yeah and i just think it's really nice to get these sort of different different stories but you you've taken on canny cross in a very um yeah, you, you get all that information, you know, in that first year of Flash, which is which is fantastic, really. I think, I don't know about you, Michelle, I mean, Poppy's different because she was a rescue job, but, you know, I had pickled from a puppy and I kind of think, you know, if I get another puppy, it will be a very different training training for, for that puppy. I, yeah, I agree. We fell into Canny Cross by accident just because of Poppy's prey drive, really. Um, but, yeah, I think because I enjoy it so much, I think if we do get another dog, it will have a very different training regime yeah and we, it don't will think that's be so great though that um canny cross style yeah don't you think that's so great that, that dogs do canny cross for different reasons you know high prey drive or just to because they're so active or because a human loves racing it's it brings so many different yeah. people and breeds together i love it I love it. It's not all sort of massive hound, Euro hounds, the greatest, no. which I never heard of. So when I was thinking about getting a dog, I thought, oh, I'll get a working breed. That'll be good for Canny Cross. Didn't have a clue what Graysters were. Um, yeah. It was a whole other world. When I found all these YouTube videos of world championship Canny Cross races, I thought, crikey, what on earth are these things? Well, no, because um, when we talked to George, wasn't it? Um, George, yeah. Um, you know, so, um, and she um, she specifically got a dog, her second dog was specifically for racing. But she, I can kind of see you go down the uh, avenue. Yeah, I'm absolutely not thinking about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, do you know, I, I, I'm actually, Georgie, bless her, she was one of the people that I just hounded on Instagram constantly asking <laughs> why do you do this what's this for and how do you handle this situation and bless it she she just answered every single time she's yeah. so lovely and actually actually met each other um at the race in January um at Lincoln another Canyon Cross Midlands we finally met each other face to face and it's like we know each other for years it was so lovely and we just yeah just it's just nice to chat to another person about Canyon Cross without someone looking at the watch going can you shut up now please <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all go on about it a bit much yeah right? we do we yeah. do <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of similarities I thought between me and Georgie because obviously she started Canyon Cross with Benson who's a, a mm -hmm. collie cross yeah and ended up thinking oh I really like this racing thing I'm gonna get a, yeah. you know my next dog will be specific for canny cross yeah and she's whereas lily um and i go back to lily because she's got a puppy now so she's got a fox trail hand mix so she's used wow. pickle, as pickle as the uh as the sort of first dog you know yeah she's okay but i could go faster and kind of got herself an own puppy so uh yeah interesting but i yeah, think so, it, uh, the, 
at the moment I'm not out running flash by any means yet so he's he's got a good long uh, time ahead of him (laughs) running exactly so are there any tips that you would give people wanting to try canicross the first time not necessarily to race you know to to where I expect you and flash to go to be fair um but just you know just about canicross what do you love about it I love the sort of the involvement and the acceptance of everyone who does it. So just chat to people. That's how I know what I know now. That's how I got into it. I just found people on social media and I just chatted to them, asked them things. Um, I think it's the best way to learn is just to ask questions. You know, when you're learning something new, there's no stupid question. We've all been there. We've all had to start from nothing. And it's, it's, it's really lovely now to think a year ago, I was asking questions, not knowing the difference between the different lines and um, how a race works or why would you use that certain command. And now I've got people who are asking me all these questions as well. It's just lovely just to all, almost sort of pass it on. Yeah. yeah. So I think just, just immersing yourself into it and not being afraid to ask the question, not being afraid to say yes to opportunities, because that was something I was really guilty of when I was younger, was to go, oh, no, that sounds, oh, no, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a miss. Now I just say, yes, definitely, I'm up for that. Let's just work it out as we go along. It'll be fine. Exactly. No, and you've done really, you've done really, really well with it. So, uh, yeah, I feel proud because I was one of the people you were asking. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, you know, I am really proud of myself, and I don't say that often. Um, I'm re- I'm super proud of Flash because he he gives 110% every single time. Uh, he just does what I ask of him, and he does like he'll look back to check in and see if I'm okay, and he has this massive smile on his face, and it's just so lovely to be yeah. doing a, a sport and and racing or just out for a, a run with my little my best little mate, and it's you know and he the race in January so it's near enough a year on since we first started Candy Cross we actually got a bronze medal in our category and I couldn't believe it I was so proud and in my head I always thought oh a medal would be nice it'd be nice to get a podium position in something because that's what I've been aiming for I just didn't think it would happen that quickly and that's not necessarily because I'm a really fast runner or Flash is a really fast dog I think it's down to the time we've spent together working together as a team that got us round and got us through quickly and consistently over the two days yeah it's definitely a team sport canny cross isn't it that's lovely Matt, yeah that's that's made me go all gooey you saying that it's lovely <laughs> <laughs> i feel the same yeah so i think that's a really good place to stop because i think that just sums up canny cross for, for all of us and hopefully for everyone listening as well yeah, definitely. So thank you, Kate, for joining us on this week's Canny Cross Conversations and giving us your Canny Cross story. It's been a really interesting listen. So um, I hope everyone else has enjoyed it too. And we will see, we, will, we won't see you, we will be back in next week.